0: Welcome everybody. Welcome to the next episode of The Barbershop. I'm your How host we doing coach, guys? Along with Isaac. What's up, what's up? Okay. So first thing we wanna talk about, first thing first is we're gonna talk about the whole Chris Paul going to OKC and where Chris Paul could be landing. So Isaac, do you got any suggestions where you think Chris Paul's gonna end up at?
1: Um the uh, so the way I was kind of thinking about it is at first, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought, okay, so he was just going to buy him out and be done. Um, but the more I think about it, he might stay. It, it's just I, the buyout. Pro- it's going to be so much that his contract is so huge. I honestly, in, in, in all my years of basketball, I don't think I've ever seen someone with this big of a contract get bought out. I mean, the the closest I can think of is, is Lou Al And that was. Like what, sixteen a year? So I mean, I can't, I can't imagine anything that's upward of forty million a year getting bought out. So that's the only thing that's holding me back from feeling like he's gonna go somewhere else. But if they do come to agreement, maybe settling for a hundred million over the next three years, which is insane to me still. But I I mean, if if they can come to some sort of agreement, then okay. But I, I, I don't know where he'd go. Miami's not really as interested in him. Um, I I would.
0: It don't make sense for him to go to Miami. So, I have a team in mind, and the reason why you say is the reason why I think he would go to that team. Okay. I think he's I think L.A. bound. He's going to be a Laker. No. I think it's going to – here's the reason why I think it's going to happen. So, originally, when Chris Paul came to the Rockets, he left money on the table from the Clippers deal. Because Clippers offered him a bigger contract, but he didn't want to play with the Clippers anymore. So, that's why he forced the trade to Houston. So, now we're, we're, we're fast forward. He's no longer with the Rockets, which was his greatest chance of probably going to NBA Finals. He was an injury away from actually making that a, a reality. So, the way I look at it, it's like, okay, this, this is a good chance. If OKC's okay, talking about buyout, I, now, I don't think they're going to give him the full, his remaining contract. I think he's going to have to leave money on the table and he's gonna to have to sign a super friendly deal with with the Lakers. But if you sign a one two year deal with L A, you what well, will probably happen with Chris Paul for for Sally for the rest of his career? He's probably gonna to have to play on one two year contracts. You know what I mean? But I think he'll be playing those one or two year contracts, kind of like how J.J. Reddick Redick was signing with the uh, with Philadelphia, was like pretty much making twenty million a year first year. He ain't making that with L.A. But if Chris Paul is serious about winning a a finals, he would take any type of buyout with OKC and go join up with LeBron, Anthony Davis.
1: Can you imagine having Chris Paul as the one on that L.A. team? Here's the thing. I know you mentioned the idea of him having to take one or uh, two-year contracts. Here's the problem, I think, with that is you got to be a specialty player to take those. So those kind of contracts either go to superstars that are waiting for bigger contracts or specialty players that contenders need to fill in a role. And Chris Paul doesn't do any of that. And, and and it's not and that's not me hating on Chris Paul at all, but at the at the age that he's at now, it's it's at a point where he's no longer capable of being able to just carry a load in terms of a specialty specialty lineup. Do you know what I mean? So you mean, tell me you would
0: rather have LeBron James play point guards than Chris Paul?
1: Yeah, actually, 100%. Have have,
0: Have you seen this man pass? Oh, yeah, he can pass, but that's Chris Paul's natural position. And the thing, the beauty about Chris Paul is Chris Paul plays so good without the ball in his hand. So if you wanted LeBron James to still technically play point guard he could still do that and have Chris Paul play the one, which is Chris Paul doesn't have the ball in, in his hands much. You know what I mean? Agreed. I just like the idea of Chris Paul. Like, you put Chris Paul on the Lakers, I would hand, I will say they're the favorite to win the West.
1: Uh, I, here, okay, so here's why I don't I mean, want him on L.A. Chris Paul
0: is what Chris Paul used to be, but you put even Chris Paul, where he was last year, they would be the favorite to win the West.
1: But, okay, but here's here's the part that you're leaving out. Chris Paul is now a defensive liability, okay? So here's the main problem the Lakers are having in, in terms of just the Lakers specifically that they're having with the point guard issue. You're, you're wanting to play LeBron there, or you have Rondo, you have Quinn Cook, and you have Alex Caruso. Those are your four players you're considering playing point guard. None of them play defense. So you bring in Chris Paul and you're thinking about the offensive efficiency side of it, but the defensive problem is a really, really, really big problem because number one, Chris Paul has to have the ball in his hand to be a point guard. So you're going to, he's going to have to have the playing time. He's not going to come off the bench. So that means you are now going to put him at the one. So someone's going to have to cover his player, which is probably gonna be someone like Danny Green or Avery Bradley. That means you're probably playing LeBron at three and he's not as quick as he used to be on defense. So he's somewhat of a defense liability. Moving LeBron to point guard takes away that because you can put Danny Green at the two and you can put Avery Bradley at three or vice versa, and you have two defenders out there that can take the position that Braun would have to, and now you let Anthony Davis and McGee or Anthony Davis and Cousin kind of slide around and rotate through. So if you add Paul to that mix, defensive issues is going to be abundant. And that's one reason why I don't want him in LA, and that's honestly why I have a bad problem putting him anywhere because I, there's no one that needs an aging point guard, especially one that's worth $46 million a year. You know, OKC got a ton of draft picks from all these deals. They, they're they're loaded. They're great to go. But I mean, yeah, buy him out or 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 find someone to take him. But I I really don't see anyone that's willing to do it because you know he can't play defense anymore. His injury history is starting to pile up. And offensively, he's still great. He's still a gifted passer gifted gifted point guard. But I think you got to look at a lot of other things. Really, really holding him back from being an attractive offer for even a contender.
0: Well, I think anybody – so say you make a trade with Chris Paul. I think OKC would have to pack in some of their draft picks with Chris Paul so somebody would take that contract. And I just don't feel like OKC would do something like that. Because like you said, I don't think there's a really – there's a market out there for Chris Paul right now, you know? No, but I don't think so either. I think there's two teams. If there was a buyout situation, that would make sense. I think the Lakers, and honestly, I think the 76ers would make a lot of
1: sense, too. 76ers are an interesting one. Um, well, plus, I think 76ers are really interesting just because they have so much length on their team already. Compensate for a failure of defense at the point guard position. So, 76ers really wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, you look at their, their, their lineup. It's set up to be, you know, lanky, attack the basket. And then a, a spot up shooter here and there. And I know we talked about on the last podcast, is perfect for Simmons. Well, Chris Paul is right there as far as the pick and roll goes, too. That's all he did with the Clippers. So yeah. I can see him fitting with Simmons. It's just the problem is, is that he's such a defense liability. We watched that in Houston be a problem. And playing next to James. Well, Quint- okay, Jay-
0: they don't play no defense in Houston.
1: Like, there's no
0: defense to be played in Houston. Like, Dan yeah. Tony will smack you across the head for blocking <laughs> a shot.
1: <laughs> help defense we don't believe in help defense yeah, like, know what
0: yo, yo james what, what is chris doing over there <laughs> did he try to yo, go yo. for a steal
1: coach i think he's playing defense man i really do i think he's playing defense we don't know what that is but i think that's what that is <laughs> why
0: is he not getting back on offense
1: <laughs> <laughs> start the break we don't need rebounders start the break <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that he was in the right situation with it with Houston because his defense. I, I'm not. I mean, when James Harden, the guy that is known for the swinging gate defense, is your star player, and not only that is applauded for for sliding on defense, and yet Chris Paul is considered a worst defender. That's a problem.
0: I don't know, man. I I like the idea of Chris Paul on the Lakers. I think it would benefit us a lot. And I think it'd be cool if LeBron to play would play with one of his best friends. You know? Like could you see uh, a scenario then, where the banana boat crew end up
1: with the Lakers? <laughs> then go get go get Mello. I don't want Chris Paul. Go get Mellow. Chris Paul's gonna Melo's go Chris Paul know, want to start. Mellow's not. Go get Mello. Let Chris Paul. Mello still wants to start. Okay, but I would rather that's it though. I would rather have Mello fall flat on his face for one million a year. Then Chris Paul fall flat on his face for forty six million a year.
0: Oh, and so I know my if he gets is, Okay, out. so would you take Chris Paul to buyout?
1: On a on a vet minimum, sure.
0: Well, he's going to be a very team friendly contract. That's what I'm okay, saying. You, like, you're not going to pay maybe Paul ten million a year. Maybe. Then he would have made all his money on that buyout.
1: No, true, but you never know. And here's the thing. One thing that, I'm, that I've am that i been proud of the Lakers organization so far is the idea that they are able to surround LeBron and AD with the right players, with the money they had. And what the big telling sign was, is once JR got waived, the Lakers were not interested. And that's a big deal. Because no matter how you look at JR, I know he made that dumb decision in the NBA Finals. <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But the man can shoot. And that's what the Lakers needed. But they are confident in what they build around their team with the right mindset and the right mentality and the right attitude of the players they picked up. That they don't feel like they need to take the risk on Jr. and that's a big moment. I don't think they need to take the risk on Chris Paul, has, and I know that's not near bigger risk as Jr. But for, I just I don't want Chris Paul there because I don't want that mentality of the ball dominant player and has to do it his way. I don't want that there. I, we we have enough of that. We don't need any more. Of that. Were you has Jr. been picked up yet? No.
0: What team do you think would make a lot of sense for Jr.?
1: The Knicks. Really. Yeah, I mean, just because, which, by the way, let me go ahead and address this real quick. I need to do this. Uh, a friend of mine, Tyler, pointed this out. I did not finish the R.J. Barrett comment. I think R.J. Barrett is a better all-around player and will have a better career. That was a hot take that I started before. It did not finish it. I want to finish it now. I think R.J. Barrett is a better player as well as will have a better career than Zion Williamson. Now, as far as Jr. goes, I think I, the Knicks, because here's the thing, it's, someone that needs a shooter it's someone that needs the excitement that needs the the fans the knicks I, I don't see a lot of contenders like for instance i could see them going to philly but it just feels weird like jr in philly just doesn't seem like a fit um i could see them going to maybe houston um, but even there <laughs> a lot of sense who I think Houston would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I can see him going to Houston. I, I knockdown shooter, especially now that you have Westbrook and Harden. Um, both of those are going to draw a ton of attention. Wait, kick up and Clarify that we shots. called that. A hundred percent, we called that. I told you <laughs> it's going it, for a couple picks. That's exactly what's going to happen.
0: Chris Paul and a couple picks, and that's exactly what happened. Now let's go back to what we said last week. Now that it actually happened, how do you think it's going to fare for the Rockets?
1: I saw, so I was actually reading an article today, and there were, it was projections for a team based on the, I think it's, it's called the Carmelo, which is weird that they choose his name, but it's a kind of stat projection that they use. I don't know why they chose to name it Carmelo, but it, they were projecting Houston be at 58 wins this year. Now, that's a little high for me. Um, I, 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 but I am more willing to put Houston in the top three than I was before the trade. And, like I told you, I think that Westbrook going to Houston will revive the OKC days that they both had together. I truly think that they're both at the age where their their physical abilities are going to start tailing off, but they're not out of their prime completely. And no. they want a championship. James ain't out of his prime, no. And so they want a championship bad. And I I I'm curious to see how it works with with. With Westbrook, especially with you know how he's been playing recently, the triple doubles, and I, I truly think it's going to work. It's just going to be interesting to me. Do you um, and think, I think they would need to make another trade for them to be title contenders, or you think you feel like they're they're in the hunt now? No, I think they're in the hunt now. Um, because the, here's the thing: the thing that stopped them from winning the title to or, uh, beating OKC, I don't know. I mean, I think they would have won the title to beat OKC OKC two years ago, but was Chris Paul getting hurt? Then this year. Chris Paul didn't play well. So the thing that really hurt them was Chris Paul both years, one due to injury and one lack of of, of competitive play, you now got rid of that problem and you added in Westbrook. And so I think that Houston got better with this trade. Um, I think it was definitely a gamble for now. I mean, they they gave a lot of future for it, but they they still have a big contract. So
0: my big thing is when they talk about draft picks, okay, draft picks don't mean a damn thing unless they're lottery draft picks. And I even feel like half the lottery draft picks don't mean a damn thing. Because, really, See, you're going to hit on maybe four or five of those players coming out of uh, that that year.
1: But that's just it, though. That comes down to scouting. So, for instance, I'll use the Lakers and the Warriors here. Lakers and Warriors the past few years have done really, really well with their late-round draft picks. Warriors getting Jordan Bell, um, Quinn Cook. You know, these, these players like... Um, you also have Lakers drafting Josh Hart and Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma is the 27th pick. You know that that's a yeah, late round sure. pick that could potentially turn into an All Star right there. So it really comes down to how well a team scouts. Now you're right. I, I do think that most players, or I won't even say most, but I think a lot of players that come out of draft saying that that's the draft as a whole. I truly think that's teams not scouting as well as they should because there's a lot of players that get taken in the second round that do really really well that could have been taken in the first but wasn't scouted correctly and i think that has a lot to do with it i wouldn't I don't really want to say that it's the idea of the draft picks are just are not valuable or that they don't pan out i think it's that the teams making the draft picks are not doing it correctly so therefore they don't pan out fair enough but i i i like the the Houston trade i think i think uh Two things. I think OKC was fantastic with all these trades. I think OKC is set up for a fantastic future if done correctly. And I think Sam Presti has proved that he can do it correctly. And I think Houston did the right thing. Um, I do think they were chasing stars a little bit, uh, but but they chased the right one. I, I really do think Russell Westward does really, really well. I think that he'll drive that team. And here's the thing. He is much, 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 much better at defense than Chris Paul. It, he is way, way better. And so I think that that is an improvement vastly across the board on that end. So I, I think they get better. As far as where it puts them in the West, I think it's top three. I am slowly – I'll say top four. I, I think that they – I think this put them up there where it's interchangeable the to top four. I still think it it's, it's going to be Clippers and Lakers at the top. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's a fight for one, two, three, and four between Houston, Denver, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Okay. Man, just think about it. It all came
0: down to Damian Lillard's shot to just screw up the whole everything.
1: <laughs> screw up everything.
0: Oh, I bet you they hate him up in up in Oklahoma.
1: Oh, of course they do. <laughs> and here's the thing, they had no idea. That's the worst thing. It was like a silent slow killer. He made that dagger and they think, "You know what? We have next year. We made it this far." We'll be good. And then it all blew up. Bro. And they have, now to go back to that look that Damon Lillard made, and they didn't realize that all along he knew what was going on. I think Damon Lillard made that look. He knew he was ruining OKC okay, with that shot. Do you remember a few years ago when they
0: played – Portland played the Rockets in the first round, and David Lillard made that same shot that took uh, that took Houston out of the first round?
1: I don't – I think I... it was twenty
0: twenty fourteen. 2014. It was the 2014 playoffs. This is when they still had Dwight Howard.
1: Oh, see, Damian Lillard has done this so many times throughout his career that it's all kind of a blur for me. Because, and I hate to say this, but he always gets out of the first round. That's as far as he goes. Hey, man, that West is just a beast. Yeah, it is. No, it was, no the Warriors are just a beast. I feel bad for Damian. <laughs> I really do. He has suffered a lot because he has put fourth and treble on his back. Him and McCollum both. But McCollum didn't start out this way. Lilly has been doing this for six or seven years now. Yeah. And he always runs into the powerhouse every single year. He fights, gets to the seventh, eighth seed in the West, sixth, seventh, eighth in that bottom half, and then always gets ousted by the first or second uh, contender. They made it all the way to the Western Conference this year. No, they did. And I think they got better. I, I love the white side pick up for them. Or I guess trade. I, I, but I, I, I'm telling you right now, I do think they flip white side for Kevin Love. I'm still saying be ready for that. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and switch over to a whole different
0: sport. Let's talk about football because we are one month away from OTAs. Uh,
1: I, I, I hate to say it, but I, basketball has been just completely enveloping my mind. I, I, I hate to say this, but I got to admit it. I forgot about football for a little bit. I really did. I uh-huh. really did about football. Ah, man, th- this NBA offseason was
0: too insane. You know what? It's still not over, Sally. I <laughs> uh,
1: exactly. Exactly. But I I I told you last night when we were texting about it, I'm super excited about the NFL. I'm ready to go and talk about this just because again, that's one thing that I love about this time of year when basketball kind of finishes up, offseason is crazy, NFL season's right around the corner. Yeah. So, let me- let me let me go and ask you though. I got a, I got a question for you. How do you feel about the 18 games that they're really talking about doing? I hate it. Same. It's the dumbest thing in the world.
0: I just think like we at that point we don't we don't care about our player safety.
1: That thank you.
0: Like thank you. there's tests out there to show like hey, concussions are a real thing in the NFL. And why are we playing two more games?
1: Well, and not only that, they're even saying, well, only players are allowed to play 16 So what I hear out of that is the NFL is willing to make so much more money that they're going to let the play- the fans say, well, here's our backups just because we have to. No. Like that That's That makes no sense. Terrible. You know, don't, you don't, like you don't do
0: that. I'm like, in this case, you know, if they're so wishy-washy about making more money, well, how about let's get two more expansion teams?
1: Or there like you go. That.
0: Like, cause all right, if you want, uh, well, we need to make this money somehow. Get, get. I would rather you get two expansion Put a team in, uh, San Antonio. San Antonio could use a, a football, a football, uh, a football team. And you could put another team in. Uh,
1: what's another good city, Isaac? Um, I'm gonna go out of the line here, and I'm gonna say put one in Canada. You know, I'm I'm okay, Toronto. Exactly. Here's the thing. I'm going back to basketball, but so the Raptors this year showed a lot of how they can be a good, and they've been like this for a while, but they showed a lot with, especially with winning their first title. I think Toronto deserves a chance to expand on it. Now they already have hockey out there and that's still gonna be the number one sport, but why not try it out? I, I mean, if it, it doesn't work. work, you move them.
0: I mean, a lot, I know Toronto, they, they're big supporters of the Buffalo bills. And, so, and I, I know Buffalo Bills have talked about playing a few games in Toronto because they got such a fan base from them. So I think football in Toronto would work. And I think it would work. Definitely it would work a whole lot better than London and all these other like countries stuff like that. Like I don't know, you and me talking about like how they're playing all these marquee games and like over in England. And I'm like, dude, like. So, a couple years ago, the Jags were supposed to play uh, – the Cowboys were supposed to play in Jack- uh, Jacksonville. So, I was super excited. All the way until I found out that game was in – I would I would rather them play a preseason game, honestly. Uh, over like It's just like – I feel like it takes away from your fans. Like, that's a game now from your home fans.
1: True. Well, I would no. rather
0: you – You really want to, to expand the sport out to – like say England, Japan, stuff like that. Play a preseason game over there. Let them get a taste. And you know, if y'all want to slowly try to like develop like a football league over there, then do that. But I feel like like I, you're, you're taking away from your home fans when you when you take games away from them. You know. And going back to your eight uh, to the, the whole eighteen game, I I didn't like it then when they were uh, talking about. I don't like it. Like, because now, because now, now, what you're doing is NFL already have a hard time paying their players. So now you're going to tell me you, you're going to, how's that all going to work now? Because now you got to pay them for two more games.
1: Yeah. I, I think it really does feed into. They're not willing to look at player safety more thoroughly. And 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 only that, it kind of, to me, gives off the vibe that they're confident in what they've already figured out. And that's where it scares me the most. You know, is that they seem to be coming across as, no, we got it handled. We're player safety's fine now, so we can expand a little bit more on the games. And that, that to me, is just disturbing.
0: Man, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. You think the
1: players will go for it? I don't think they'll go for it. <laughs> Uh, I know for sure the players' association is not going to go for it. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some players that look at it and say, "I'd love to play more games," but I definitely,
0: I just think they have. A, a, so I know a lot of the players hate playing the, the Thursday games. I know they hate that for like big time. So I was, I'm not even crazy about them playing Thursday games. I think only time we should play a Thursday football game is Thanksgiving.
1: And only that, because well, here's the thing. In a sense, it's a little bit unfair, because if you play a game Thursday, you're on a short week, so the two teams are both on a short week, so that's fair then, but then the next week, they now get a week and a half to prepare compared to the normal week, and and that, that's small, and I know some people don't take that as a huge advantage, but when you're looking at professional athletes and you're playing at the top level, anything that's an advantage should be considered a huge advantage. Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, I just feel like the only thing I've liked, honestly, that that they tried recently is putting the draft in a different city. I like, I like that idea, and I like that they had, they were trying the Pro Bowl in Orlando. I get that they can make more money than doing it in Honolulu. Um, but man, I just feel like that's just now we're getting greedy. When we don't need to get greedy, I feel like 16, you know, I feel like sixteen games are perfect. If you want to cut cut back on two preseason games, do that. But what I would do, if you're going to cut back, because now it kind of sucks for the people that are on the wire, you know, that could go yay or nay on making making the cut for a team. Yeah, but I like the idea of the NFL
1: partnering up with the XFL and having the XFL be the minor league to the NFL. That's what I was going to bring up earlier when we were talking about, you know, ways to make more money compared to just increasing the game. I wouldn't mind having them like a minor league. I, and maybe not the XFL, because but, I mean, just have, at least open the door to allowing somewhat of a minor league to kind of step in.
0: Yes. I think because now you – so say, for instance, there's players you just don't know about, you know? Now you can get more tape on them. Like, okay, literally have the exact same system that you're running – up uh, for, like, say, the Chiefs have the exact same system you run. So now you can see how that person pairs in your system, whether or not you want to keep them or not, you know? Yeah. Or if it's somebody like, hey, I really like them, let's bring them up for uh, for preseason and see how they work with our, our twos and threes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now it's just – I think it helps because you're getting more tape out. On, on those people, you know, and it gives those players more chances to showcase themselves and they have a job, you know.
1: No, I agree with you. But here's here's where I think we'll um, it's a little bit different. So if you look at the NBA and you look at MLB, both of those have smaller lineups compared or smaller rosters compared to the NFL. So the NFL has, I think, is it 53 people they can have on the roster during the season. And I think it increases to like 75 for preseason and stuff like that. That's a ton of players on a roster. And so you already have that many amount of players and you already have some minor, like, you know, smaller league, smaller semi-pro and things like that. But I think it, I think that might actually be a problem in that when you have that many people on a roster – I don't, I don't know. Just for some reason, I feel like that would create more of an issue. When you would think that you had more space, that it would be easier to fit in more people. But I feel like because there's so many different components to an NFL team, that a minor league system would, would be hard to sustain in order to keep it going effectively. Because I, I feel like there, there's not enough players. I just feel like it wouldn't be a full thorough program because there's so many roster spots that need to be filled. I can see that. I mean, you, you bring up a good point.
0: That, that is a good point. Um, so they, let's go ahead and get started with the uh, with the whole standing. So let's start off with, you know, what we both love the, uh, the NFC East. So let's start off with the NFC East. So from okay. top to bottom. Who you have on top of that division, and who do you have, either way, the way at the bottom?
1: <sighs> mm, I mean, so everyone knows I'm a, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. I I'm trying not to be biased here, but I I but I also don't want to be wrong and say that there's someone else on top just because I'm trying not to, be to avoid the biasness. I really do think Dallas is number one in the NFC East. This is an honest. And it's, it, here's the problem. We have too many crazy Cowboy fans that always shout, this is the year. So now those that actually are trying to pay attention and say, this is the year, we get treated like we're idiots. But here's the thing. <laughs> I truly do think Cowboys are true contenders this year. And for multiple reasons, the defense has everyone coming back, plus some. And when you have a young defense that we had last year, I mean, look at Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch; those are the two best linebackers. That's the best to me. That's the best linebacking core in the in the game, besides maybe the Colts. Um, there, and 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 I would say maybe the Denver Broncos, just because Chubb and, and Von Miller are both considered outside linebackers. But I, I, to me, I still view them as as DNs, even though I know the defensive scheme has them as linebackers. But it's hard to find a more athletic and more sound linebacking core, especially since the Cowboys have Sean Lee playing. Um, one of the outside linebacker spots. So I, I really don't see uh, a better linebacking core. Uh, you look at the secondary. I think our biggest hole is safety. Uh, I don't think Xavier Ward, uh, Xavier Woods is the hole. I do think it's, it's Heath. By bringing in Iloka, I think we fixed a lot of that. Um, you look at the D-line. Demarcus Lawrence is a beast. Randy Gregory just filed for reinstatement. If he comes back, he started doing well before getting suspended again. And then you have Robert Quinn. Uh, we drafted Tristan Hill. Malik Collins is still there. Tyrell Crawford is still there. So our defense is sound. Um, our offense, you know, I'm I'm excited for Kellen Moore, but this is where I have the biggest question mark for the Cowboys offense is we do have a new offensive coordinator, and not only is he new, it is a young offensive coordinator who has not that had that much experience. I mean, what three years ago he was still backup QB. Yeah. So I, I, until we see what actually happens, it's hard to. Know what the Cowboys' offense is going to do, but the stats are undeniable. I mean, Dak Prescott had one of his best seasons yet, as far as production goes. Uh, We saw it skyrocket when Amari Cooper got brought on. Um, I pretty, I, I think the receivers take a step, and I'll tell you this right now: Randall Cobb, I think, has a fantastic year for the Cowboys. I I think he will be a better fit than Beasley was, Um, but with that question mark in you know, being there, I. That is where I think that Philly could sneak in and be number one because it's not that I think these two teams are just going to be you know nine and seven, nine and seven. I think both these teams have a chance to be eleven and five, maybe twelve and four. Oh,
0: I think uh, you're going to get two teams coming out of the NFC uh, the NFC East as a wild card. Oh, easy. Yeah, I think easy. I think both teams will make playoffs. It's just who who's the division winner, who exactly. who's
1: the wild card,
0: and that could be a flip flop between us and Philly.
1: Yes, I think so too. I mean, in Philly's defense is 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 they're having everyone to turn back too, so it's not like they're just you know being on the wayside. Not only that, them adding Jordan Howard is huge, huge pickup. Jordan Howard was a beast in Chicago. They just tried to fit more around Trubisky style, and Trubisky has more of the you know West Coast kind of feel to it, where they need a quicker running back, more receiving back, and that's Tariq Cohen. Well, they um,
0: also drafted that running back from Penn State. Was talking about um, Sanders. Yes. So, like, I don't know what their plans are for Jordan Howard. Like, I think they're going to go running back by committee, which, I mean, you, as you should. But when I look at it, like, I'm, I'm right there with you when it comes to the NFC East. I, everybody knows I love the Cowboys. Like, Cowboys are my
1: number one. What? And, you? Never. Never. <laughs> and I don't want
0: to be right up there with you saying, like, being biased, but, like, man, and, like, everybody's coming back. And my biggest thing is I want to know what the status on Travis Frederick's going to be. Because our O-line was good, but it wasn't as
1: good as it once was. And I feel like he was a big difference in our O-line. He was. I mean, well, a lot of people don't realize. I, in terms of talent, I think that Zach Martin's the most talented lineman that we have. In terms of holding everything together, it's Travis Frederick. He's kind of the captain of that line. And we noticed that when he left, and, and don't get me wrong, they filled in fantastically. It's not as if, you know, the line was awful this past year. But when we're looking at going from considered the best line in the league to, you know, top five, top ten, that is a difference. And I think you're right. I absolutely think that it, Travis Frederick was the main reason it dipped a little bit this past season. Yes. So,
0: my, here's my biggest question, Mark is Dak Prescott. And like this is this is make or break year for him. Or what if he's gonna get paid or not. I think when when it comes to secret swim, I think he's gonna swim. But he, he needs to correct some of those issues that he had last year. Last year there was times when he was very careless with the ball. And I was like and I'm just thinking like, dude, what were you thinking? Like we're in goal line <laughs> and you made that fuck you made that boneless boneless. play. (laughs) There are some things I was looking at like, okay, that was really smart what you just did right there. So I I really, I just want to see more of a consistency when it comes to Dak. That's really what I want to say. I think he holds on to the ball a little bit too, a little bit uh, too too long. long, And I feel like last year, he made some really stupid plays. That being said, he also made some really good plays with that, really good plays too. But
1: he just needs to do it more on a consistent base for me. I agree. Well, and here's my thing on Dak. I really do think Scott Linehan held him back. I really, really do. I think play, talk, play calling has a lot to do with it. But here's my verdict on it. We got to decide this year. So it's it's one of those things where we will know. And if, if he is the same this year as he was the past three years, there's a problem.
0: I will say we did we did do some things right. As much as people want to crap on the whole Jason Witten thing, I think that was a win for us. I think so too, because that was that was Dak's guy when he was rookie year. That was the guy that moved the chains. Hey, somebody you need to look at third down security blanket, Jason Witten, right there. And That's you know what you know who really came on towards the end of, the, of last year, Blake Jarwin. Um, he came on, so I was like, you know what? If he can continue to progress, and you got Jason Witten. And the fact that we got Amari Cooper now for a whole year.
1: it's like And a whole offseason. That's the big thing.
0: Yes. And I, I same thing you said. A Rand, Randall Cobb, to me, is a more athletic version of Cole Beasley. Yep. Uh, and uh, what's his Michael name? Michael Gallup on the outside. Michael Gallup. My God. He, I was... What he did last year for us, I was blown away. And I'm just like, he's just going to get better. Like, he's exactly. That, he's that physical uh, receiver that you need. And who's that running back that we drafted from? Tony Pollard? Huh? Are you talking about the one from <laughs> Memphis? Or are you talking yes, the one from, the one from Memphis. Tony Pollard. Oh, my God.
1: He's going to be what Tavon Austin should have last year. I'm hoping so. I, I'll be honest. I was trying to make a trade with some people in my fantasy league because I really wanted Tony Pollard. And they were not letting me go. I was a little upset about it. But uh, Tony Pollard, I am a fan of. And I, I think he's that explosive. Because they're talking about having him back in kick return, too. I think he's that explosive, you know, out of the backfield kind of back that we would use. And here's the thing. I, Zeke Elliott is the, the all-around back. I think he does everything extremely, extremely well. But to have a backup that can come in and be explosive, I think that's kind of what the league is moving towards, is having two backs that are coming in to kind of assert dominance in different ways. And I think Tony Pollard does that. It, it, he's a rookie, so we can't say we know he's going to do that. But from what I can tell, all signs point towards saying that he will be able to do that. And so I, I think you're right. I think Tony Pollard will be, will be great coming out of the backfield for us. Um, I am a little worried about the Zeke situation, though. This whole holdout thing is kind of scaring me. Uh, he wants to get paid. Yeah, and I just – I don't understand. I was, I was talking to some friends about this today. You know, I was telling them, I was like, you know, he's got two years left. We picked up his option, so he has two years still. Why is now he choosing to do that? And I get it. Empowering the players – I'm a Lakers fan, so obviously I'm all for empowering players. But it's one of those things where – you know that Dak needs to get paid. You know that Amari needs to get paid. You know these other players only have one year left on these deals. Why are you asking me to be paid when you have two years left? And I get it. You want to be secure. You feel like Calvary's going to use you a lot, which we will. But my my, my mentality is it, it, go, get your money. Get paid. But be smart about it. Don't just detri- don't put the whole team in a detrimental situation. Yeah, so especially well, this man
0: be making some questionable moves in the offseason. Thank you. Like I love Zeke as much as the next person, but man, you need to get together. You got
1: to grow up. It, exactly. it it it's just there's just too many. And and here's the thing: it's not like they're all huge incidents. You know, the one that he that we went through, with the NFL kind of made an example out of him with the whole accused of brutal of, brut- of uh, what is it? You know, was it
0: sexual assault? Assault?
1: No, no. no I think he. I think it was just assault on his ex. And then it turns out that she was, it was, it wasn't really true. Um, But even then, like my mentality is number one, the only people that know the truth in those situations are him and her. That's the only people that know the truth and whether he did it or not, if he was proven innocent, it doesn't matter. Don't that should have been a wake up call. You should, I, I would be clean for the rest of my life. Why would you even take any like for instance him pulling the shirt down to the girl at, at that one uh, event? Why why? Why? In what world in your in what what tells a person to say this is a good idea? Ever. <laughs> like when am I ever gonna just be like, Yeah, this this is good. Yeah, this is what I need to do. This is the moment. No. So I I don't understand. Uh, and and I'm I'm curious. I saw Colin Cowherd. Yeah, uh, I think he mentioned yesterday, that when Z when this news came out, he said Cow was he to trade him. It's time. He keeps making these questionable decisions. You have backups behind him. Trade him. Nah,
0: I'm not ready to do that just yet. Oh, I'm not either.
1: I'm not on the trade bandwagon, but I'm getting a lot closer.
0: Uh, nah. He got to do something really stupid. <laughs> I don't like, know. I know. Have,
1: but let's go. I don't know. I um, I'm, dude,
0: all right. He's a blue, in my opinion. Like with running backs, he's a blue chip running back. Okay. Okay. So, where else are we going to go get a blue chip running back right now to go plug in and we're going to need to do what we got to do? No, you're you right. I mean? Like, the only other running back, like, I would have been cool if, okay, we signed Le'Veon Bell. And they're like, all right, we'll let, we'll, we'll trade Z. But that didn't happen. And so, it's like, man, you got to, you got to keep talent like
1: that, especially with, Question marks that we have about Dak Prescott. Yeah, but here's here's my look on it. People said the same thing about Herschel Walker, and then the Cowboys traded Herschel Walker and got all those picks. And then yeah, it, it from there.
0: we're not getting no. I don't think we get m- multiple first round draft
1: picks for Ezekiel Elliott. I don't. I, I don't. I don't want to trade the man. I want <laughs> to keep him. But I I would be lying if the thought was not coming up more frequently. Only way I do that is okay. Say you
0: you heard about the whole Melvin Gordon thing, right? Yep. Maybe for somebody like Melvin Gordon, which would be a step back in my opinion. But I would I would entertain that because I know the year before that we were actually looking at drafting Melvin Gordon. Do you remember that?
1: Uh, I knew it was something that came across, but so I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, we went Byron Jones on in uh, the twenty. That was 2015 draft.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I would be okay with that, but man, we gotta we, we gotta keep tally. We 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 are, we are so close, and I think if anything that we do in championship, it, it, it does involve a Zeke. So me and you both are agreeing that the Cowboys are gonna are gonna take the East.
1: Yeah, I got I got Cowboys taking East, Eagles I guess number two, um, Redskins three, and then Giants are just trash. So, oh. <laughs> Redskins Res- Res- – Res- <laughs> hey, I've heard a lot of good things come out of the Redskins <laughs> <of the> Res- camp with Dwayne Haskins. They're going to get uh, uh – they're getting geese back. They're getting – you know, they signed Landon Collins. They're making the right moves with young players moving oh, forward. I'm buying some Dwayne Haskins stock. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah.
0: I think they're their team – that you know what? Although I do think it's going to be a two-team race in the NFC East. That might be a team that might creep if we, if you know, gotta watch it. They might creep up on us.
1: Well, people forget they were leading the division until Alex Smith got hurt. Yeah, they they got they got Adrian Peterson coming back.
0: Now, that's gonna be a good team with just a rookie quarterback if he can figure it out. Think about last year; he only played one year of college. It looked yep. like he did that one year of college. Yup. You know what I mean? Like if he was to do the same thing in the NFL, like obviously. They're gonna let Case Keenum start start it out, but I think it'll be a, sooner than later. Dwayne Haskins
1: takes that job. See, but I've I've heard a lot of rumblings coming out of the Washington camp saying that Dwayne Haskins could be starting. I that I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked I, at all. I would actually like that. That's the thing. I would be. I
0: would be a fan of that. I just hate that he went to freaking Washington. Like, oh man, all places you had to go to. Well least i you know what i'm still dumbfounded that the giants took daniel jones over Dwayne haskins at, at number 6
1: <laughs> like what what were they thinking taking him that i am I'm, I'm over even. like you know <laughs> what if he turned awesome That I I do not wish ill on any organization, but man, are the Giants just butchering things.
0: (laughs) And you know what? We should be happy as Cowboy fans, because that's two wins we could chalk up right there. (laughs) And do I mention that we have to play the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving Day? (laughs) It was
1: what?
0: And do I mention we have to play the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving Day?
1: Do we really? Oh yeah.
0: Oh. oh yeah, that's a good chock up a win right there.
1: Hold on. I'm a, I'm gonna talk about them later when we go when we get into the thing. Um they're I don't think they're awful. I, I don't think they're great, but they're not awful. I mean they were six and ten last year. Alright, so
0: we went east, so we should probably go central. So the NL the the
1: when I say in now, uh NFC, say, NL. Are, where, Okay, get get out of baseball. We're not even talking about baseball.
0: <laughs> NFC North. That's what I'm thinking of right
1: now. Well, you said NLC Central. North. I almost just like I'm gonna let you figure this one out. I don't know where you're going Central. <laughs> okay, so NFC North. Um, I have the Bears number one. NFC on North. I have okay Bears, uh Bears number one. I. I think the Packers sneak up to number two in that division. I Mainly just because I don't know what happened to Minnesota last year. What went wrong? <laughs> they, were, they were doing so well. So well. And then it was just like, Kirk Cousins made one comment. The rest of the team was just like, all right, we're done. We're out.
0: We're not, <laughs> not, not. You know,
1: the NFC the North is that division. Literally,
0: it's a three-team race. You could probably even say a four-team race with with Detroit, but let's face it, Detroit's not good.
1: (laughs) Yo, Detroit. uh, Addison, I know you're going to hear this later, but...
0: How about the Cowboys?
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh, Detroit. Let me... Hold on. I want to talk about Detroit for a second. Can they please get Matthew Stafford some help? Yes. Please. That... People are hating on Matthew Stafford so hard and they forget this man knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. He balls out. He's over 4,000 yards almost every season. He balls out every year. And every single time they get him no help. Now, I will tell you this I think Carry on Johnson has a breakout year. You I think I 100%, so. Yes, 100% that Carry on Johnson has a breakout year this year. And Kenny Golladay is not a bad receiver either. So it's not that I think is just going to be complete awful this year. It's just, I don't, they're just not surrounding Matthew Stafford. They'll, they'll be the right competitive.
0: Players. Yeah. But I don't see them winning the NFC North.
1: No, not even close.
0: I think it's a three-team race. It's Packers, Bears, and Vikings. With that being said, I do think maybe the Bears were a fluke last year. You think so? Really? Yeah. So, if I had to go my way, I would say, you know what? I, I would say the Vikings. I think they just got way too much talent on their team not to be number one. Well, no, I got Cook coming back. I think you got the Packers as number two. I was I really wanted to say the Packers number one because like you don't bet against Aaron Rodgers, you just you just don't. And like he got a, a brand new a brand new head coach, which that could be a that could be a positive or negative. I I did like Mike McCartney. I don't know if if it was his time to go. I just think that here's my thing with Aaron Rodgers. It's the same thing with Peyton Manning back when he was with the Indianapolis Colts. When he went down, that team's in trouble. Like, yeah, that whole roster's not good. Like no, that team lives and breathes on Aaron Rodgers. So if Aaron Rodgers, I'm pretty Rodgers sure is their backup is Deshaun Kaiser.
1: Uh, huh? I'm pretty sure the Packers' backup is Deshaun Kaiser too. Yeah, but he. Man, that man needs to figure out
0: life. <laughs> <laughs> but my whole thing is like, man, like any team that's just so dependent on their quarterback, they're gonna be in trouble. Yes, is Devontae Adams good? Absolutely. But like, when I look at that Packers team, I can't tell you anybody else. I'm like, oh man, they deserve to go to
1: the Pro Bowl. Uh, Aaron <laughs> Jones. Huh? I think Aaron Jones. I think if they decide to move away from running back by committee, I think Aaron Jones is will be fantastic this year. But I think they're trying to get Jamal Williams more involved, and I think that's what's going to hurt them. Well, let's see. They got a brand-new coach coming in, so it could be a brand-new system.
0: But if I'm standing right now, I think Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota will be number one, Packers two, Bears three, Lions
1: four. I got you. I think it it's gonna be it's gonna be neck and neck division. Uh here's the thing about the why I'm I'm not as high on the Packers. I I'll, so I'm gonna be honest with you. When I was taking notes and I looked at their defense and I could not tell you one person on their defense. Oh, it's it's boo boo. Bro, me and you could start on their defense. And that just shows even more it's going to be leaning on the arm of of Aaron Rodgers, and I think that's what's going to really be detrimental to him. So, enough about the NFC North. What do you think about the NFC South? Uh, For the NFC South,
0: it's it's the Saints division. Like, here's the thing about the NFC South. They're another tough division. Like, man, like, all those teams could do some damage. You can even say Tampa Bay because they got Bruce Arians as their head coach, and I love yeah. me some Bruce Arians. Me too. But man, is that a... you got the you got the Panthers, you got the Saints, you got the Falcons, and you got the Bucks. With that being said, I still think it's going to be the Saints. Don't oh, find some way to choke in the in the playoffs, but it's going to be the Saints division. <laughs> I think I think it'll be Saints. Hating
1: on breeze like that, man. Hating on breeze.
0: Oh dude, they, they find some way to, <laughs> to choke the joke at the end. Hey, ch- I, I I this is the whole part of Patrick Mahomes. Like I think uh hill, hill or no hill, man's gonna eat. you uh, yeah. And like just watching him play last year I was just in awe. Oh, my, like all the stuff this man was doing. Dude, dude was making some weird throws off of his foot. It, it no was, look passes. Yeah. And I am like, I've never seen a quarterback do that before. I've actually never seen a quarterback as talented as as I saw Patrick Mahomes. Looking like a Maddie Johnson as a QB. More talented than Aaron Rodgers. A hundred percent. And he's just saying he's going to be the first quarterback that gets paid over 40 a year. And, you know, he deserves it. And he's young, too exactly like he's young young I think his his big issue is hey man he play he's playing in the same era as Tom Brady unfortunately hey
1: one of the greatest days of his life is when Tom Brady retires he's uh, yeah he's looking forward to that here's my thing so here's what's you know it's kind of interesting or what I like about the NFL is that the NBA if you know you have your Kevin Durant so if you can't beat them they literally join him and the NFL they don't leave their teams very often, so it'll be cool to see Kansas City just kind of buy their time and wait what? because Mahomes isn't going anywhere. Nope. So they really do just got to wait for Brady retire and they'll be like, "Yeah, we got this. We're good." And you know, I think they could beat the Patriots straight up. Yeah, they could. They, I mean, they uh, they, they didn't know. really get they didn't get embarrassed this year. No, because they went to they, they went to OT right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they went to OT. So, I mean, like, they played they played their butts off. But I I still have to give the edge to them over the Chargers. I like the Chargers, but with this whole Melvin Gordon thing and yeah, like the same reasons you can you can make about Big Ben, you can say the same things about Phillip Rivers, okay? Yeah. So that's true. with that being said, I, I would still choose the Chiefs over over the uh, over the Chargers, here's I, my Chiefs, question: Chargers, Broncos, a pile of poop, and then the Raiders.
1: You <laughs> did them dirty. That's not <laughs> oh, that's disrespectful.
0: Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, or the Orlando Apollos that played in AAF,
1: and then the Oakland Raiders. The the Las Vegas startup that failed, then the Raiders. <laughs> so I I gotta ask you, what is John Elway doing in Denver? Uh you know, that's a great question. I don't think
0: John Elway
1: knows what he's doing in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> I I I get the vibe from John Elway that he's playing himself in GM mode on Madden. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel. I feel like no one else is arguing with John Elway but John Elway. <laughs> you know but here's what? my question. I like Drew Locke. I'm a fan of Drew Locke. I think that was a great pick. But then why go get Joe Flacco?
0: So here's my thing. I don't think Drew Locke's going to be their their quarterback of the future. Something tells me they're going to be a play for Trevor Lawrence in a
1: couple of years. Ooh, I'm a fan of Trevor Lawrence.
0: I'm a big fan of Trevor Lawrence. To me, he's going to be the best quarterback prospect
1: that's coming into the draft is
0: Andrew Locke. Really?
1: Yes. Because I wa- I watched him demolish my Aggies, and that was rough. That was not fun. I mean, you, Aggies granted, it. it was a good game. But I watched Trevor Lawrence make some fantastic th- – and he's a true freshman.
0: Did, did you see him against Alabama? Yes, I did. Then yes, I did. He, like – and they that, that said that's the reason why they, uh, they recruited him because they knew a guy like him could beat a team like Alabama. And he made Alabama – Look, look, Billy, as a true freshman, as a true who, freshman, who does that as a true freshman? Like, I've never seen somebody that just command an office like he did,
1: made so easily,
0: the, made all the throws. Had Trevor Lawrence came out last year, he would have been the number one overall draft pick.
1: Easy, no, easy. I would say, I moving mean, to SEC, you get to watch. I, I mean, I, I mainly watch AM, but I got to watch them play Clemson. And he did it so effortlessly. You know, there's certain players that make the game look easy, and it's because in their head it slows down so much for them. He's one of those players. He does it so easily. He picks up on things very quickly. And one thing that people forget about as a true freshman, they're learning a new system. It's not like they're just taking their high school system and implementing it. a new system. And from day one, now he rotated in with the other guy that was it Boyd or I forget the other guy. No, it QB was uh, right that Trevor Lawrence ended up taking his job. But they that don't you know it's not right, like they just magically it? jump in. He has to learn that the was, system and he picked up and ran with it very, very quickly. Yes.
0: Anyone thinking he's only gonna get better? You know what I mean? Like he he's gonna build muscle, he's only gonna get better. So that's why I say like, yo, watch out. I think I think Miami's gonna get to it next year. So I'm like, okay, so that gives Trevor Lawrence to be a sophomore. So, I think the following year, I think Joe Flacco will hold them over to when they be a lame duck and they
1: could make a move on getting Trevor Lawrence. Denver defense is going to be trash. I mean, they have Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller. That's two people coming off the outside. Yeah.
0: So, I think that's a team that's possibly in play. You know who could be possibly in play, too?
1: Oakland, could you imagine?
0: John, wait for Trevor Lawrence. Hit?
1: Yeah, boy, I thought you were talking about the division. I almost hung up on you. <laughs> I really, I really thought you were talking about the division. I was like, you have lost your mind. But so... I think you're right. I think they do have a play at Trevor Lawrence, and again, I feel bad for Derek Carr.
0: I feel like that's going to be the big piece for anybody. Who gets Trevor Lawrence's team up for the next 12 years?
1: 100%. 100%. All right.
0: Uh, so, so,
1: we did West. Last edition. Was it South? AFC South. Wow. South. Who do you got? Who's your number one? Colts. Yep. Right there with you. All right. By the way, Colts are set up to dominate for years to come. Not only do they have a young, good team now on good contract, they still have about $40 million in cap going to roll over to next year. Yeah. And Andrew Luck's finally back healthy. T.Y. Hilton's going to be a beast. I I, I know they have Devin Funches, and I really do think Devin Funches has a pretty good year. A lot of things, uh, noise come out of campus saying that he's done really well. But Deion Kane is the one that I think is going to be their number two when he gets healthy. Deion Kane was one that tore his ACL last year in the preseason when he was doing really, really well. Okay. Not only that, they got young linebackers and Darius Leonard on the other side. That I'm a fan of their Colts defense. I think the Colts, and here's and I, I, I saw it firsthand when we when they played the Cowboys, but I've been watching them ever since. Their defense is raw. Oh, they're like, good. They're, they're good. And so I, I I have the Colts as honestly the team to beat this year in the AFC. Really? You think they'd represent the Super uh the AFC the Super I, I think I think it's gonna come down to them, Patriots, uh uh what's it called? The Chiefs and Chargers. You know, those are the four teams I'm I,
0: watching. I've learned you can't go against Tom Brady. I I I've learned that has he won hasn't he won enough? <laughs> Every year I always say it's gonna be different, and I'm like, who am I kidding?
1: No, we, uh, No, really though. No. <laughs> It's kind of like, to me, the Patriots being represented or being the AAC representative in the Super Bowl is kind of like how the Spurs always make the playoffs. I'm ready for it to stop, but it's never going to. Yeah, no, and like, we can't, like, they just draft
0: really well. It's next man up.
1: No, really, though. And, and their coaching's fantastic.
0: And, and it's like, oh, you want what type of contract? Well, we're going to go ahead and trade you for a second-round pick
1: player. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> who, who who was a line? The, the, they traded away uh, Jamie Collins, a linebacker, yep. to, the, to the Browns, too. Jamie wanted the extension. Belichick said, "All right, cool. We'll see you later. <laughs> we appreciate it." Yeah, you got and your went, you got your extension
0: with the Browns. Yeah, and then he <laughs> went won a Super
1: Bowl. Have fun. Uh, I will say this: I wish they gave uh, uh, the Texans gave Deshaun Watson more help. That uh, that is a team that I think would be super super talented and could challenge a team like the Patriots if they gave Deshaun Watson help.
0: Well, they don't got no old line.
1: That's what I mean. He's
0: running for his life every play. But he also holds on to the ball too he long. Does. Like, he there's does. A, there's some chances where he could get rid of the ball. But he got arguably the best receiver in the game right now. Yes, he
1: does. Yes, he does.
0: Wolf Fuller's probably the fastest receiver that just can't catch a football
1: or stay healthy. <laughs> Very true.
0: Uh, Lamar Miller, he's so so. I mean, Lamar really does his thing. He can get his
1: twelve hundred yards a year. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the Texas defense? I think the Texas defense, when healthy, is really good. Now they lost a corner and they lost the honey badger, and I think that's going to hurt them. Uh, JJ Watt hasn't really been the same, but when he's healthy, he's great. I don't know how I feel about Javion Clowney. Everyone was really, really high. I wasn't. It wasn't that I, I didn't think he was just great. It's just I still don't think he's lived up to the potential that was supposed to he was supposed to have.
0: No, I think he was a solid pickup. But if you could do that draft over again, obviously Claude Mack would have
1: went number one. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So I like the Texans defense. I like the Texans team as a whole. Um, I just think they need offensive line, and they addressed that. I think they signed. I think three offensive linemen and drafted one. I think two. So. I think they addressed it, but I, that division's the Colts to beat. Um, how do you feel about the Titans?
0: Uh, as far as I can throw, <laughs> you know what? Here's the one thing I'll say about that division. That division is actually really good. You got Jacksonville got better by simply getting rid of that trash that was quarterback. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, hold on, look. I- no, you're right. right. There's no defending
0: that man. That... Oh, my God. He's off. Did he get <laughs> picked up by another team? I don't think he got picked up
1: by I don't, another team. I, you know what? Here's the thing. I think it's worse that we don't know. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. I, I think, think Blake Bortles, Bortles is a free agent. <laughs> uh, Blake Bortles. I, I don't know. I don't think he's picked up yet. Who's going to pick him up? That's the thing. They said Rams are talked to discuss Blake Bortles. All right, well. I mean, I Wait, guess no, I, think, I think they did sign him. Yeah. The,
0: the Rams, Rams did sign
1: Blake Bortles? Yeah, the Rams did sign him. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: I saw that too I was like. ugh.
1: Well, I mean, I guess if you're going to learn somewhere, you might as well go where you're never going to play. <laughs> he's
0: gonna mean, be Sean McVay's Aaron boy. That's
1: exactly that's exactly what it. He's gonna show up in the meetings and they're watching film and say, "No, no, no, Bortles, you, you forgot the donuts. Go, go grab the donuts."
0: <laughs>
1: all, right, all right, yeah, Bortles. And here's the thing about Jacksonville: I don't think Nick Foles is the answer. Now, I do think that Nick Foles is good. I am not hating on Nick Foles, but he is not the answer for that team. Because they have no one for him to throw to. I mean... They, they... You got D.D. Westbrook. Marquise Lee. Marquise Lee. Uh, DJ Chark. And then you have Keelan Cole. Okay. Uh,
0: Leonard Fournette. I I. I... I'm, I'm still not ready to give up on him just yet.
1: I'm not giving up on him, but I do think he has injury issues. Yeah. Oh, and here's the thing. Their defense is cold. Miles Jack, for real. Jalen Ramsey, the truth. Uh, their defense is cold, but they're, it just, But last year was a perfect example of how your defense can only carry you so far. True. Like, I'm looking at their stats right here. so Their defense only allowed 316 points against. That's really not that bad. But their offense only scored 245 points all year long. That's bad. That's that's like that's right at averaging about 16 a game if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, less than that. 15.3. That's awful.
0: Yeah. All right. So, this will probably be a time where we should go ahead and cut this because we've been talking for close to two hours. Hey, we, we got a lot
1: of things to say. We, we do got a lot of things to is. say.
0: So, what, everybody, we're going to go ahead and end this. Uh, overall, I think this is a very good episode. Go ahead, please support us. We're our up and coming podcast. Uh, go ahead and watch our videos. Like, just the amount of support that we got this week has been. Yeah, I don't know how phenomenal. much that that meant to me. I know it that meant a, a lot ton. to Isaac. So if y'all could just continue to spread the love of the barbershop, we'll hope to get all our friends on here and we could just talk everything that we love is just sports.
1: Well, oh, and not only that, guys, and also we've got the Facebook page up and running. You can find us with the username of Talking with the Shop. Uh, just go to Facebook, type in Talking with the Shop, it'll pull up the uh, uh, page for you. Um, we'll have any kind of updated episodes coming up, uh, trying to release schedules from when we're going to have things um, posted for you guys. As far as the different uh, videos and podcasts we'll have up, we'll have links to go to Spotify. Um, we're also now on Apple, uh, Apple iTunes as well as uh, Anchor. So we'll have different outlets for you guys. Just go to the Facebook page, like it, follow it, share it, let other people know about it. Um, this is something that Chris and I have been doing for a while, and we appreciate the love that you guys have showed us, and we just hope to keep pushing even further.
0: And that note, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Check out our next episode next week, everybody. Much love.
1: We'll see you next time, guys.
0: All right. Thank you. Back to what I was saying. I, it, Saint, Saints got a lot of talent, but, man, like, do they get a tough break? And Whether it's the referees screwing them. Or it's the own self screwing up. Like I just always say, like I, I, just, I can't put that type of stock in the playoffs to the Saints because I know they'll find some way to blow
1: it. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong, and that's just unfortunate though because they really do have an unfortunate streak. You know, it's it's and here's the thing: Saints fans are so much fun. I I enjoy Saints fans. Like I I I want to be at a Saints game. Uh, it it it's 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 a fun feeling. New Orleans itself is a fun city. So I, I really, really do want the best for the Saints. That is one team that if I am not cheering for the Cowboys, I don't I I'm gonna cheer for the Saints. I love I, the Saints. I, I feel the same way.
0: But man, like that, that's a tough that's a
1: tough division. It is. That's, well here's the thing. People forget Atlanta Falcons were seven nine last year. That's with them losing their best players on defense to injuries. Yeah. So it's so, man, like I, I do feel bad for the Buccaneers, though, because it's not like the Buccaneers are just awful. They have a, a decent team. I mean, they have a great receiver with Mike Evans. I think James Winston's a pretty good QB. He still has a lot to prove. He's still been inconsistent. I mean, what? I also don't understand what was going on last year with the benching and the playing Fitzpatrick and the benching Winston and benching fit. I don't – that makes no sense to me. That, that just kills any momentum that, that a quarterback's building up. So, I, I think that was just horrible coaching. But I think if they just give the reins to Winston and just let it go, I think they'll be fine. Oh, I think so
0: too. Like in part, like they got rid of their head coach, so now they brought in Bruce Arians, and Bruce Arians knows what he's doing. Yeah, so it's gonna be fun to watch that division. I, I think it's also gonna be one of those division. It's gonna be neck and neck. I think unfortunately Tampa Bay is gonna be at the bottom.
1: Uh, I I think that's obvious.
0: I think it's gonna be Saints, Falcons, Panthers.
1: Well, not only that, I, and here's the thing about the Panthers, uh, I don't see defenses stopping McCaffrey. I really don't. And now that Cam Newton's going to be supposedly healthy, he's changed his style, his throwing motion. Like he seems to be looking at trying to find to increase the longevity of his career. I, I, now the Panthers don't have much of a receiver. I mean, they have DJ Moore. They lost bunches. They don't really have much of a receiver option, but they don't need it when you have someone like McCaffrey and Newton in the backfield. Ah, uh, you still need you some receivers. Uh, I, I don't know. I think, I think we're going to see a different kind of offense with the Panthers this year. I think it's going to be a lot of options, a lot of shotgun runs. I think it's going to be a lot of outside runs, just getting the ball to McCaffrey and, and feeding off of him and Newton and then finding DJ Moore or Greg Olson over the middle. And not only this, the player you need to watch out for is Ian Thomas. He's a tight end for the Panthers that they just got. Watch out for Ian Thomas. I think that they do a lot of two tight end sets and play that way. Because, I mean, one thing to, to kind of help out when you don't have a lot of receivers is to run a lot of two tight end sets, especially when you have a dangerous running back like McCaffrey. It'll set up for a lot of chip block and release that so they can do with Olsen and Thomas. And I think that's where they're going to find their bread and butter. Okay. So, let's go ahead and move on to the NFC. NFC
0: West? East West? Yeah. All right. So, I'm going to have a surprise for this one.
1: Okay. Let's hear
0: it. Go ahead and start with that. I'm going to say Seattle. You know what? I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that. What's your reasoning behind it? Here's the reason why I say Seattle. That Todd Gurley injury scares me.
1: Yes, me too.
0: Like, anytime people get, like, have any type of arthritis, like, issues with their knee, that's a huge, huge, huge red flag.
1: Oh, 100%. One of the biggest red flags. Now, do I think the Rams
0: will still make playoffs? Yeah. But they're not gonna be the same team that they were last year. And it's not like their defense was like top notch. Like, yeah, did Aaron Donald get his? Yes. But that defense still has some issues. So I I I think honestly, we we got wasn't Seattle leading leading the league in rushing?
1: Uh Seattle I mean Seattle was doing pretty well. Um, one thing about Seattle that was just out of nowhere is that they had their defense. they had the I think top five run defense um and then they finally handed the reins over to Russell Wilson and we got to see him kind of do a lot of things we haven't seen in a while so I mean I don't I don't think that they were leading I think the Rams kind of held it from the very get go um, but I think Seattle was kind of just quietly right behind them
0: yeah I know they had a running back by committee but they were they were doing really well when it came to the run game. Um, man, like we gotta give Russell, uh, Wilson, Wilson world credits, dude. That dude last year, like I thought they were gonna be terrible, and how he kept his composure with that team, like because they got rid of a lot of people. Yeah, they did. He brought them to the playoffs and almost advanced, uh, advanced around.
1: I was say they almost beat us.
0: Yeah, if it wasn't for uh, a bad kicker, they probably would have.
1: No, agreed. <laughs> agreed. <laughs>
0: So, I'm and I love their draft. I thought, Uh, yeah, I thought they had a really good draft. They knocked that draft out of the park. So, when it goes to the West, I think it's Seattle, Rams, um, 49ers, and Cardinals.
1: And here's the thing I feel so bad for the 49ers. They just like Jimmy G, he's shown that he can play, but he cannot stay healthy. Nope, at all, at all. And it's so weird because. it kind of makes me wonder what all do the Patriots know about Jimmy G? <laughs> because they, they're looking like geniuses right now.
0: <laughs> Let's go ahead. Finesse the second round draft pick from
1: 49ers. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I, it's working now. Cause not only that, they somehow have the fountain of youth over there with Tom Brady. And then they got rid of the, the worst crippler ever. And it, the thing about Jimmy G is, though, the dude is extremely talented. I'm a fan of Jimmy G. I, I do think he really is that good. But health is something that you really have no control over. I mean, these professional athletes are in the tip-top shape. So when when someone has injury history, to me, that's just them. I, 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 think, I think it is very plausible. And I think Jimmy G, unfortunately, happens to be one of those players.
0: I can agree with that. What's your What's your thoughts with Kyler Murray going to uh, with Arizona?
1: If it works, they'll be really good. Maybe not this year, but the coming years, I think they'll be great. Um, they, the them drafting Hakeem Butler was big. Um, that people forget David Johnson's still there. He didn't die. He didn't. He he's not. He's not gone. Are you he's scared? still there? I, I know. Are you sure? I know. It, I, <laughs> trust me. I had I I had him on fantasy and one. Yeah, I wasn't happy. But it's one of those things where. It's not that he's gone. The line is awful. So that, that's they still need to get that fixed. The line has a lot of holes in it. But I think if it works with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, then I think they'll be really, really good. And, and Larry Fitzgerald's another one of those players that in his you know, throughout his career, the longer he's been in it, the smarter he's been. And he's no longer the deep threat or major. You know, He's not going to put up 100 receptions a year anymore. But he's definitely going to get you those downs you need. It's almost like Jason Witten, how he's kind of the security blanket. That's Fitzgerald, just on a more dangerous level. And I think that if it goes well, with David Johnson having a resurgence, with the young receivers growing with Kyler Murray, I would say in about two or three years, we're going to see the Cardinals kind of challenging for the NFC West. Um, it's really just going to depend on the Rams and how well the Seahawks continue to build. Uh, I mean, I'm, I know I'm just just discrediting the 49ers in that division, but I, I look at the NFC the potential in the NFC West is, is abundant. There's a chance for the NFC West to be a huge upgraded division in the next couple years. I agree with you on that. Like,
0: I would, I would so set the Rams, but the more I think about that, that injury with Todd Gurley, it's like and how much they depend on him with that offense. That's, that, that's an issue.
1: Well, you don't, not playing the Super Bowl. I don't care what's going on. Something's not right. Oh yeah. Like and 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 you can sit there and say that Anderson was just having a great game, so we kept playing them. No, you weren't. Like stop it. No. Stop it. Y'all lost. And not only that, y'all's greatest offense on turf since the old, since the R- Kurt Warner Rams was shut down completely. I agree.
0: I agree. So let's go. Move on to – so we start off with the NFC East. So let's go to the AFC It's obvious. New England.
1: No, dude. I really think the Bills and the Dolphins are going to no, get – yeah. <laughs> no. I'm telling you, man, this is the Bills year. No, you stop it. <laughs> Look, I feel sorry for that division. And, and the worst part is, I, look, I, there are some there are some bad teams in the NFL, but they are all professional athletes. They are all the greatest in the world playing this game. But for some reason, when it comes to AFC East, there is no chance. There's no chance. And, and it's and it's because you have one of the greatest coaches to ever coach. You have one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do is just out beat you. And it's right. not like they beat you with talent. They beat you with game planning, with strategy, with – with with, they're the kind of players and the coach that sit down every week and they say, "We're gonna come up with a new game plan for specifically who we're playing." Bro,
0: I just want to say, you know, it must be rough for the Buffalo Bills when it, your cornerback was tired of getting that smoke. It was like, all right, I'm out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm done with this. I can't. I can't Our do this anymore. i
0: my Uber. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, yes, I'm out
1: <laughs> Wait, wasn't it, was it, Who was it that had the player retire at halftime?
0: Uh, oh What's his name? He was a corner
1: uh, Vontae Davis Oh, that's right he was, Man He was tired of getting
0: that smoke He was like, yo,
1: I'm out of here <laughs> <laughs> Yo, just imagine being in that locker room And you see him taking off his stuff Like, oh, dude, you, go, you you taking a break? Like, no, nah, dude, I'm retiring, I'm out <laughs> Like, no, I'm done. This is this is my career. I'm not I'm not ending on this note.
0: Let me tell you about Kelvin Benjamin. What a bum. <laughs> so Josh Allen. Uh no, yeah. Yeah, his, Josh uh, Allen.
1: Huh? You, you talking about the Bills quarterback, Josh Allen?
0: Yeah. what the yeah. routes with Kelvin Benjamin. He was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you're like 50. Yeah, you can go out there and do some routes with, with Josh, Josh Allen. And that I'm sorry, I, like Look, I in it, like that's just an organization. Like, I don't know who's worse, them or the
1: dolphins. Uh, you know what, you
0: though, definitely the dolphins.
1: No, well, here's the thing: at least the dolphins are accepting it. I mean, every every move they've made this off season points towards we're waiting for Tua. Um, I don't care if you say we're we're tanking or not, we're waiting for Tua a hundred percent, and th- 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 know- every move saying that.
0: I kind of that because you know what it's going to do? It's going to really screw over Josh Rosen. And I like uh, Josh bad. Rosen. But if you look uh. like this, if, if Josh Rosen gets cut or gets traded, that might be the end of his NFL career.
1: Just on it the fact be. that he's
0: a very, very bad Miami Dolphins team.
1: It, uh, it, it very well might be. Here's my look on it. If if you traded for Rosen to make him your franchise QB, why in the world would you sign the one QB that takes everyone's job?
0: Oh, Fitzpatrick. <laughs>
1: this. this man is known for taking over the starting position. It doesn't matter what's going on. Fitz Magic's going to happen eventually. Whether it's for one game or 10, Fitz Magic's going to happen. Everyone's going to be like, well, we need to make the him a starter. Magic. <laughs> huh? You're going to get this fist magic. That's what I'm saying. And not only that, this dude is a cool dude. Did you see that after the first game he had, he showed up in a leather jacket, like ears pierced, looked like he had tattoos all over. Like this man, Fitz, Fitz, Fitzpatrick just doesn't care. He He's like, you know what, dude, I'm going to go out here, I'm going to throw the ball 40 times. I might get picked off 40 times or I might throw 40 touchdowns. Either way, I'm just going to throw the ball 40 times. Here we go.
0: <laughs> he kind of reminds me of Tony Romo back in the
1: day. Yeah. It's almost like he's trying to be Brett Favre but doesn't have the winning mentality behind it. He just kind of oh, wants to just throw the a ball.
0: Brett Favre.
1: That's exactly what he is. <laughs> so, I okay, so crazy stat I was looking at this. So, when you look at division and net points, each division typically has two teams that are in the positive and one, two teams that are in the negative. The only teams that are outside of that are the AFC South. There's three in the positive, one in the negative. And then you have the AFC East where there's three in the negatives, one in the positives. And then you come down to the NFC, and the NFC South has three and the negative one and the positive. Everyone else has two and two. The difference is, in the NFC South, the, negative, the net points starts at like the Saints at 151, then the Falcons were negative nine, Panthers negative six, Tampa Bay Buccaneers negative 68. Then you go up to the Texas division, where it's also three, uh, uh, no, not three, three positive, and it's 86, 89, and seven. The reason I'm bringing this up is the AFC East – You have the Patriots at 111 net points. The next one in the division that was second in the division was the Miami Dolphins, and they were at negative (laughs) 114 net points. That is awful. And the crazy thing is, that is not the highest. The Raiders were the highest at negative 177. Nope, just kidding. Cardinals were negative 200. Totally kidding. But the crazy part is about this division is every single other team in this division is all at negative 100. The Dolphins negative one fourteen, the Buffalo Bills a negative negative one oh five, and the Jets a negative negative one oh eight. That just that that's just deflating.
0: And you know the sad part is like you you saw the Jets were really trying in this in this off season, and then you hear the news, the Adam Gaze didn't even want Le'Veon on Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Like if that ain't disrespectful, I don't know what is.
1: Uh, Adam, Adam Gage, you know you're coming to a team that's four and twelve, right? Yeah, I know. I just don't want to start a player. I don't want to win. <laughs> okay, y'all sign what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> can we nullify it? Can we? Can we get rid of the contract? We have to keep it. All right. Well, I don't want it. I just want this. I just want this known right now. I don't want them. I don't want them. <laughs> like, were they just spending money just to spend money? I think so here's to me it's a classic example of we have all this money and they don't realize that it takes more than just free agency there's Mm -hmm. a lot of teams in sports that feel like free agency is the answer and it's really uh
0: miami dolphins for example because they haven't hit on any of their free agents
1: none (laughs) none not a single one so AFC is pretty much wrap up we know it's the patriots and the rest of the teams are Kind of fighting from there. I am Who not. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's some exciting teams out there, though. Like I, the Bills, I'm excited for. I think Josh Allen has a chance. Ooh,
0: I'm more excited to see their, their fans jump off of tables and stuff like that than watch them play. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, hold on. Yo, yo, like the the bills are down by 4 yo. let Let's go to the uh, let's go to the parking lot. We'll go see some crazy stuff from there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair. It's more. It's, I mean, it's more of a chance to get that more than anything. But here's the thing: I don't want to hate on Sam Darnold though, because I think Sam Darnold has a chance to do something. For the Jets. It's just he has no one to throw to. Uh, uh, Terrell Pryor. That
0: <laughs> I I don't even know if Terrell Pryor's even in the league anymore. He is. No, he is, and he's a oh. Jets
1: receiver. He's a Jets receiver.
0: Like, man, like, they got Le'Veon Bell, and I know they added some defensive pieces, but
1: I don't it's, the, know. it's the Patriots. It, we all know it's the Patriots. Yes. Okay, so AFC North, what you got? AFC North. You
0: know what? A lot of people are going to say the Browns, and I'm going to say, screw that. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
0: And the reason why I say Pittsburgh Steelers is they got rid of all those head cases, and now they can finally just focus on football. True. like you got Big Ben at the head, you got James Carter, who came on last year. It was very productive as a running back. Now they got for a little bit, but you don't have you don't have those distractions on your team anymore. With an A B and a Le'Veon, they're now out the door. So really, there's no excuses. So. I think now, like now, you know what you got in your running back, and Juju, Juju filled what AB was uh, doing last year. Now are they gonna probably double team Juju? Yeah, but you know what? I don't know who is the receivers coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but that man needs a raise. Yeah, straight up, it's like next man. Next, oh, AB out the door. Mike Wallace out the door. Next man in. And, oh, they we got just, it. and they just always figure it out. So you know what? I just I will put the same thing with the Steelers. They're just going to figure it out with receivers.
1: And we're well, right well, I will tell you this. It's one of the big things. One of the big people they signed that's going to go under the radar is them bringing in Dante Moncrief. Yeah. So I, I think the Juju Dougie is a double team. But here's my thing about the Steelers that I'm worried about. I think this is the year that Ben Roethlisberger falls off. I really do. Nah. I do. I just – and this is not like a statistical thing. I'm not, you know, I'm not Max Kellerman saying he's coming to the cliff. What I'm saying <laughs> is, is that I just think that it's I, – I have this feeling that I – yeah, they got rid of all the head cases, but it's two years too late because Ben's not getting any younger, and he, he's up there.
0: Yeah, but it shows that Tom Brady could play at the age that he is. Quarterback is one of those positions. Honestly, you could be forty years forty years old, and I still think you got a chance. You know, it's yeah. not like receiver, running back, offensive line. Like, dude, look at Tom Brady. I'm sure that man can't run more than a five <laughs> on his forty. But man, still gonna beat you.
1: That's true. No, that is true. I just, I just feel like though that Ben, I, it's, it, I, I mean, their line's actually pretty good. That's the thing about the Steelers' line. He's gonna be protected. It's just I, I and I definitely don't think he's one of those quarterbacks that was elevated by the people around him. I think Ben was the truth. I mean, last year he threw for five thousand one hundred thirty-seven yards, like that. That's awesome. That's that's not. It, it, also, let me go ahead and say this: the QB stats are so inflated nowadays. I remember back. Do you remember the year that there was four people that had the chance to break the uh, all-time passing? What year was that? Do you remember what year that was? Yeah, no. so I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know it was Eli Drew, uh, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. And I think it was. Well, I don't think it was Tom Brady, but it might have been. It Might have been Aaron Rodgers. Um, but that after that year, since then, five thousand was normal. And yeah, the fact that Ben Roethlisberger, and I'll, I'll give it to them, at his age, was still able to put up over five thousand yards efficiently. It's not like he did it efficiently. So, I uh, still have something in it. It's just I just have this feeling. I feel like it's too late. I feel like they law, they cut out Brown, they cut out Bell too late. And now it's about to crumble. And I, I think Mike Tomlin's a great coach, and I hope they stick with him. But I do think that they struggle this year. Now, I'm not on the Browns hype train and that I think they just dominate the league. But let me tell you something about the Browns. I do have them winning the division. And it is because their defense is that
0: Good. Oh, I I think their defense is the truth, and you I I think I and I, and I have the Browns going to the playoffs. I don't have them winning the division, but I do have them going to the playoffs.
1: Okay.
0: I just think Pittsburgh is going
1: to be good this year. Um, I I have a lot of question marks about Pittsburgh. Uh, there's no. I, I think James Conner is is good, but I want to see a full season with it. You know, like I want to see. After So whenever people have breakout years, the next year is when I look forward to the most because that's the one that they keep. So I really want to see how he does this year and handling the pressure of being that guy because whether you look at it or not last year, he didn't have all that pressure. Even when he was coming out being a beast, it was still looked at as, oh, it's a breakout year. Well, now it's expected. And that's a totally different mentality on it than it was before. Yeah. But I, I think it's definitely Steelers and Brown. I wouldn't sleep on the Ravens. I will tell you this, though. Oh, I'm notes. sleeping on the Ravens. I'm sleeping on the Ravens hard. I'm going to sleep quite <laughs> nice, actually. <laughs> well, it's funny you said that because I even put in my notes I, on the Ravens it says, I like Lamar Jackson, and then my next sub point was, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's hard is I don't like Lamar Jackson. Oh, I do. I am a fan of Lamar Jackson. I like Lamar Jackson. Like,
0: I man. Do- when you saw him in the playoffs, you're like, "What? What? What?" Yeah, but okay, but you gotta
1: remember he's a rookie. You yep.
0: know what? Y'all are giving my boy Tim Tebow all that crap. You know <laughs> what? I want to go ahead and give Lamar Jackson all hold that on. Crap.
1: You stop right now! Don't you dare put them in the same car. Tim Tebow, look, I'm gonna put this on. I want this everyone to hear. Tim Tebow is hot garbage. Hot, hot, steaming garbage. Then what, what What does that make Lamar Jackson? That makes Lamar Jackson a potential <laughs> great player because Tim Tebow's throwing motion is ugly. He does a little leg kick every time he just throws. A, it's weird. I don't like it. Everyone's talking about how he beat the um, in the playoffs. Was it the Steelers or the Patriots? The Steelers. Were, yeah. No, he did not. Darius Hayward Bay or uh, uh, D- uh, Damaris Thomas beat the Steelers. You do not get credit for throwing a two-yard slant, and that guy runs eighty yards. You don't get credit for all that eighty yards. no, hey, was it was team, right? it was the greatest. He 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 jumped it, and I, I that that was God's plan right there, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> this, no, and the fact that so many people are like, and that, that was, especially being a Cowboys fan, people would be like, "Well, Tebow has more playoff wins than Romo." I wanted to punch those people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of the worst times ever because I know. <laughs> so you get out of here with that Tebow stuff. Hey, as far as, as far as Lamar Jackson goes, look, this man. I mean, is he gonna throw for four hundred yards a game? No, no, he's not. But is he going to get you first downs and do pretty well? Yes. Yes, he will. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to count him out completely. I mean, that postseason stats is awful. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm looking at the postseason stats. It, it, yeah, it was, that's really bad. If you're a QB and you throw under 50% completion rate, that's not good. But if you look at him throughout the rest of the season, though, I, I think there's something here to work with. I, I don't I, – I I am saying I'm on the bandwagon for him because I think that he'll do well. Um, but I'll tell you this. I definitely think he's an upgrade than Joe Flacco. Well, I would tell you – oh, no. <laughs> nah. You don't agree yeah, with that? Yeah, I'm about
0: to disrespect the Ravens' horror right now. I'm about to say the Bengals are going to have a better record than them.
1: Whoa. Yeah, that's how I'm disrespecting the Ravens right now. Oh man, that okay. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to elaborate on that. That's that's bad,
0: bro. I just I I don't have a lot of faith in the Ravens. I don't think Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback. You think
1: he, you think he's not as good? You think Andy Dalton's better?
0: Yes, hands down. You tell me to pick a quarterback ten times between Andy Dalton and Lamar Jackson. I'm gonna choose Andy Dalton ten times.
1: Oh, man, I I just
0: I think Lamar Jackson's the one trick pony.
1: And I think teams are going to figure that out real quick. I don't know. I it, the, I, I can't. Any, I look at Andy Dalton, and you have you have Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, Joe Mixon, and you're still doing awful? You have a problem.
0: But, I mean, you got to look at They brought in Zach Taylor to be their head coach. That's an offensive mind compared to what they used to have with Marvin Lewis, who was a defensive coach. So, I think you're going to see, not say a total resurgence, With the Bengals, but you will see some type of resurgence with them. Let me hold
1: on. Let me let me kind of let me call some stats to you real quick. Okay. So, their offense last year was 17th in points scored at 23 points a game, their total offense was 26th at 310 yards a game. There are teams that throw the ball more than that, their passing yards a game 205. What? Look,
0: that's bad. man, that's bad. I'm sticking I'm stick with what I said. That's I bad. think it's gonna be Steelers, Browns, Bengals, Ravens. But I do want you to talk about the Browns for me, break it down for me.
1: Okay, so here's, here's why I got the Browns up top. I think Baker Mayfield's the truth. I know a lot of people don't like Baker Mayfield. I love the fact that he went number one, I think he deserved it 100%. I am on the Mayfield bandwagon 100%. And he now has Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. Yeah, sign me up for that. That offense is going to be fun to watch. And, look, I, I don't – NFL has a problem with suspending players and not doing it correctly because, honestly, Kareem Hunt should not be in the league, but he is. But if we're looking at it just as far as, you know, football ability, you have Nick Chubb, you have Duke Johnson if they keep him, and Kareem Hunt. That is one dangerous three-headed monster. Yeah. Yeah. And then their defense—you have Miles Garrett, Greedy Williams, and Denzel Ward—have a chance to be some of the two best corners in the league. I—I I think that the, the the Denver. No, I think that the Cleveland Browns have a chance to not only be a powerhouse on offense. I don't see how you stop Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham on the outside. I really. Well, don't.
0: Jarvis Landry is going to be the slot receiver. OBJ is going to be the the outside receiver with uh, what was that receiver they had last year from Florida. Uh, what's his name? You're talking about Calloway,
1: yeah,
0: Antonio yeah, Callaway? yeah,
1: yeah. I see, but I don't, I know that I know they're gonna put Landry on the uh, I don't know if they put Landry in the slot, they do,
0: that's his natural position.
1: He's I know, but receiver. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking if they go, if, yeah, if they go three or four receiver wide, but I think if they go one or two and they come play out of the i form, or anything like that, I think Jarvis Landry is gonna play the wide receiver and you have uh, Odo Beckham at the X. Okay, and but so that, I, think
0: a, we're, I think they're gonna probably go with a lot of three three receiver formations, and put put uh, Landry,
1: and so where they could take the edge off an of OBJ, and OBJ is gonna eat this year. Well, not only that, I mean you think about it, now, I, OBJ. I was watching some of the times that Eli Manning missed OBJ. There was a video that surfaced of just someone that put together. And, by the way, people have way too much time on the internet. <laughs> but they put together a video of showing all the times Eli Manning missed OBJ. No wonder he was angry. Eli Manning was awful, awful. OBJ was missed wide open so many times, and not only that, he was double and triple teamed at all times. Now he's not going to have that problem in Cleveland. Yeah. So I I, I think yeah I think you're hundred percent right. OBJ is about to eat this year. I mean, yeah, he's gonna eat because you cannot stop everyone on that offense, and I and I think that Baker Mayfield continues to get better, and their defense continues to get better. I have them number one in that division. Um, I do think that the Steelers number two, and I will I do agree that I think the Steelers could be number one if Ben Roethlisberger is does not do what I think he does, and he stays healthy and he's fine. Yeah, Steelers are dangerous. I just think in terms of talent and Freddie Kitchens, I'm a fan of. Head coach for the Browns. I'm a fan of Freddie Kitchens. I think he does well. I'm, I'm excited for the Browns. And, and I don't think I w- was ever going to say that in my lifetime, but I am a fan and excited for the Browns that it's been so long that they've struggled. I mean, they deserve this, that they, they have been at the bottom forever. Now, granted, you know, Owen 16 still goes to the Lions, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, The Browns have been there for a long time, and I'm glad they're coming out of it. I really, really am. So, I I have the number one, Steelers number two, Ravens three, and I I still think Bengals number four. I I don't think Marvin Lewis was the the real issue with the Bengals. I think that their issues are a lot deeper than that.
0: I mean, come on, dude. For as long as Marvin Lewis was a head coach, the man hasn't won that one playoff game, not one.
1: No, I agree. No, I I agree. But – like, he's also know. had he's also had Andy Dalton there for quite the t- a long time. So there was
0: a few years ago when Andy Dalton was hurt and AJ McCare was their backup quarterback, and they almost beat the Steelers. But see, see? <laughs> but you know it was just their luck that what's his name got a penalty called on him.
1: Montez <laughs> Yep. Yup.
0: Steelers won that
1: game. Yup.
0: The Bengals would have won had that penalty not
1: been committed. <laughs> yep. I actually remember I was on a cruise that year and they were showing that game and I remember I'm pretty sure turning to my mom or I think I want to say it was my mom and I was talking to her about it and I said, Man, this dude just continues to keep messing up. Like he, he does not figure out that if you make a dirty play, they will catch you. <laughs> like I I I honestly think that, you know, the Bengals should have just changed the name to state penitentiary at one point. <laughs> because they had a lot of people on that team. I mean, they, they had Pac-Man Jones at that time too. Well, it looks like everybody went to the Raiders. That's good. <laughs> By the way, that's something I'm going to talk about. Let's go ahead and talk about that division, the AFC West. Okay. Because uh, someone needs to help John Gurdon. What is he doing? <laughs> what is going on? Like, I, like, I was actually a fan of him trading Khalil Mack and bringing all those draft picks in. I understood it. Like, I get what he was doing. He wanted to have his team. And he wanted to build it correctly. And then he went and drafted Awful. <laughs> Those dra- Dexter Lawrence, I think that's who it was. It's one of their picks. That it was. No, like I, a- I don't think it was. Here, I'm about to pull pull it up because it was their first pick that they took, and everyone's just like, "What is going on?" Raise it. But I will say, I'm, you're going to pull that up. But I, I'm just thinking, you know, what what direction are they going with? They're getting rid of their players to build a new team. Then they go and bring in Antonio Brown. And it's not really their team. And then they're trying to go young. But then they don't go uh, young.
0: Their first pick was uh, – I thought uh, it was out of Clemson. Dude,
1: uh, huh? Was it the guy out of Clemson? Yeah. Yeah.
0: They picked him. And in They choose Josh Jacobs. And in 27, I like that pick. What's that?
1: I, I like the Josh Jacobs. Race.
0: It wasn't a bad pick. It, it fits. It fits Grudewski.
1: I will say this though. I was definitely chuckling when I when a report came out that he was not okay with the contract they were offering. I I was thinking, man, that's just that's just the Raiders right there. <laughs> and they chose Jonathan uh, Abram. Uh, oh yeah, the safety. Yeah, the safety. So okay, so it's not that it's not that the draft was no. I still think the draft wasn't that great, especially with the picks they had. Uh, I, the the Cleveland Farrell pick just blows my mind. But they
0: could have got the guy from the Kentucky.
1: Oh I know. Was well, it it's not Jonathan Allen, is it? It was uh <coughs> I think his name's Josh Allen too. I thought it was Jonathan Allen.
0: Uh Allen, Kentucky.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's Josh Allen. Okay. So they could have got him, they didn't. And so, uh, the Raiders, I don't know what they're doing. I have them last in the division, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely have them last. Um, and I feel bad for Derek Carr because they do not want that man. and They will not come <laughs> out and just say it. They will not come out and just say, we do not want Derek Carr. But I feel bad for him. <laughs> here's here's my thing. Who do you think wins this division? Because I know who I'm picking.
0: Uh, Kansas City.
1: I got the Chargers.
0: You know – I, I I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. That dude last year played out of his mind. Like literally, man was scoring on will last year. And the only reason why he didn't win is because his
1: de- defense was boo boo, and, and they got worse.
0: Uh, I don't know if they got because they signed Tyron Matthew. I like Honey Badger a lot.
1: They got rid of Justin Houston. Okay, but he was aging, so and they got rid of D Ford.
0: Didn't they get the uh uh what's his name from the uh, from the Seahawks though? They gave him their first round draft pick.
1: Oh, yeah, oh what's his name? Hold on. They traded for him. Yeah, they it? traded they for deal. him. Uh Frank Clark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they did. I,
0: I think they made they made decent moves when it came to deep now on offense is where I'm like scratching my head. It's like, okay. Because we don't know about uh, Tariq Hill, like if- well,
1: I will say this about Tyreek Hill: all the reports are pointing to he's not going to get suspended for more than four games, and it may not even be that. Really? Yeah, they're saying they're saying because here. Did you, by the way, did you see the recordings that came out afterward with them saying like that was the most staged cover up I've ever seen? Did you see that? No. It was. It was literally Christian. It was text messages saying like, "How could you?" tell them that i beat my son when you know that i did not beat my son i would never beat my son you know this why would you tell it was like that and then the <laughs> girl would be like well i didn't know and so i am sorry that i did that and i am very sorry that i was like this is the most staged thing what worked the nfl the nfl is just like oh well no he clearly didn't do it this is just she wouldn't say that if it, oh, it, it nfl has a problem yeah, anytime somebody
0: says on a voice, and you got the voice record, like he said, you should be scared of me. Like, oh, yes,
1: God. Right, God. There. God. right there, right there. But apparently, they're saying he may not be suspended more than four games. The NFL has a problem with with this. They they they, they have domestic violence. They do not take it seriously.
0: And he's a he's a repeat offender.
1: Yeah, exactly.